0: welcome listeners to the qbs express the acec kansas podcast series i'm your host acec executive director scott heidner and uh, i have two people to introduce today that i'm honored to have join me one uh, my co-host today is Sean Turner with Trans Systems Engineering, amongst many other uh, honorable pursuits. Sean is the co-chair of the ACEC KDOT Partnering Conference right now, and also lives down here right in the backyard of our guest today, and I'm very proud and pleased to introduce Representative Richard Prale, uh, who represents the 7th House District here in southeast Kansas and Parsons, has agreed to join us today. Um, Not just a state legislator, but Rich is also the chair of the House Transportation Committee, so obviously crosses paths with ACEC interests quite often. Uh, Sean, glad to have you here, and Rich, uh, hugely appreciate you making time to join us. It's my pleasure. Uh, we start off with a little background. A lot of our listeners will know your name and your role. There is house transportation share, uh, but not everybody will know, uh, about you and your background and stuff. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up and your career path and, uh, what brought you into the orbit of public service. And if that was something you always had an interest in or came to you late, uh, give us the, the background.
1: Well, thank you, Scott. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you this afternoon and to Sean. Uh, I grew up on a farm north of Americus, which is a little town north of Emporia in Lyon County, if that kind of gives you an idea of where I, where I grew up. I always wanted to be a veterinarian. I uh, got to K-State, and uh, that didn't actually work out for me, so I ended up with a degree in animal science and then a master's in uh, beef cattle genetics.
0: Well, I'll stop right there and say that is not what I expected. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I'm sure we'll get to this, but you, of course, wound up in the banking industry, and I've worked with you for 16 years, and I didn't have the slightest, foggiest idea. You had a bachelor's in that area, let alone a master's, too.
1: It's crazy what uh, brings us down through our path of our life, isn't it? Uh,
0: I guess it is. It really is. So tell me. I've already forgotten the actual name of the degrees but very ag what uh, very very
1: much so Uh, I always I wanted to be a a a ranch manager when I changed majors and so that's what I thought I would be Uh, didn't quite work out that way I I spent some time in the military and uh, then uh, uh, went to work for the extension service in northwest Kansas and then I worked in the extension service uh, in southeast Kansas And then become uh, interested in banking and and ended up uh, being a banker for 40-plus years. So you see I'm getting to be old as dirt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That, my friend, is a very circuitous route to the banking world. So, uh, which branch of the military were you in?
1: I was in the Army.
0: Uh Uh-huh. In what years?
1: Uh, I was in 67 and 68, uh, a little bit in 69, and so I I spent my time in Vietnam with the 101st Airborne.
0: No uh, kidding.
1: uh, About 50 miles south of Hue.
0: Uh, I'm finding myself for the second time already wondering how in the wide world of sports did I not know that?
1: It's not something I talk about.
0: Well, evidently not. uh Holy cow, you
2: were in the 101st Airborne? Yes, sir. Wow. That's something. I didn't know that either.
0: Yeah, that is uh, that is noteworthy. I'm trying to resist the urge to spend the next 30 minutes of the podcast just talking about
2: that. Uh, it's
1: uh, It was an experience, but uh, I'm glad it's behind me, to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: understood. Well, the other takeaway from your bio, you said you always wanted to uh, manage a ranch uh right. this is won't mean as much to our listeners as it does to you and i but do you know who else had that as their professional goal before finding other quite successful uh outlets
1: <laughs> who might that
0: be uh you and i's mutual if not all-time favorite pretty close to favorite country singer george Strait.
1: right george Strait is a uh Very, uh, ag oriented.
0: (laughs) That was his goal. He wanted to be a manager of a ranch. That's what he thought he would do before.
1: Now he can afford to uh, have (laughs) his own ranch.
0: (laughs) His own ranch and his own managers for sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, one last, uh, question for you. Then I think Sean's got something to pose to you as well, but with all of that winding road on the professional side, what about the public service side? How'd you wind up with that interest?
1: I've always had a, an interest in, in public service. I uh, ended up uh, serving on a city council. Uh, I'm a member of the Lions Club for over 50 years. I uh, was on a community college board of trustees, uh, Jobs Inc., uh, Community Development Corporation, and then the, my last endeavor has been uh, the 7th District.
0: Very good. And say the last endeavor, but this is your 16th year.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah,
0: not a new endeavor.
1: Not a new endeavor. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but the most and, recent. And
1: came into it a little bit different than, than most people because uh, uh, I came in and was appointed to uh, uh, fill out the, se- uh, the uh, term for uh, Jeff Jack. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's 16 years now where everybody else is on their yeah odd odd number of years
0: memory serves representative jack had just been appointed to the bench and created a vacancy in the spot that's correct yeah
2: Well, rich we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and everything you've done in your long career to assist with infrastructure and uh, here in your district what does uh, good infrastructure investment mean to you
1: Oh, Sean! It's uh, it is so important to us here in Southeast Kansas, especially the Seventh District, uh, jobs, and marketing the products that we uh, that we we put together here. We also have uh, the Great Plains Development Authority out here on the old ammunition plant, uh, and so a lot of things. Uh, come in and out of that plant uh, because of, of transportation. And it's not only highways, it's uh, the railroad. And so uh, it's extremely important to uh, Southeast Kansas. Uh, we have a lot of uh, products that need need marketing, need to be moved. Uh, people just driving down 400 highway or 160, uh, they, uh, they stop, uh, they, they buy fuel, they, they eat, uh, they do some shopping. And so it's extremely important to us.
2: Yeah. Well, we appreciate that like-minded thinking with uh, engineers regarding the economic importance of infrastructure. It's a big
0: job, driver. And, you know, you mentioned that it's not just highways but rail. I would go a bridge farther than that, too. One thing that I know doesn't come to your committee as the transportation chair, but uh, water is always a big issue.
1: Water is a huge issue. Huge uh, issue we can get along with without a lot of things water is one we cannot get along with we have to have it to live but uh, we also have to have it to uh, uh, raise our livestock and raise our crops and to operate our cities and our counties and
0: And just like the transportation side investment in water infrastructure not only means better quality of life and such but it also means jobs just like highways and and other things do too yeah quick comment i went out to years ago i was in the state Chambers Leadership Kansas program, and we had a stop in Hayes. And of course, they really have to manage water out there, right? And our host told us something that I always thought was just a scream. I love it. He said, Out here in Hayes, whiskey is for drinking, water's for fighting.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that was good.
1: That is a good one. Uh,
0: well, w- tell me, um, Rich, what is the so you've got 16 years in the legislature, but as is the norm, those first few years, typically not in a leadership position, and then eventually you were appointed chair of the House Transportation Committee. How does life change as a legislator when you go from being a a backbencher, as it were, to the leader of a committee, and and a pretty noteworthy one at that?
1: I believe what it means to me is you have to plan ahead, you have to be able to uh, get the job done, but People are counting on you to to, uh, to get a bill passed, and so uh, you have to run a good committee, and you, and you have to run a fair committee. Be fair to the to the people that are there as conferees. Be fair to your committee members. Uh, you have to be consistent. Uh, I I like to think that I keep good control of my committee, uh, and I don't mean controlling how they vote. I mean controlling that how what the atmosphere is like because. So many of the conferees that come to speak before us are our constituents uh, from out in our counties. And they come there and it's a very intimidating place and it's an intimidating process that they go through. And we have to make them feel comfortable and at ease. And then, then everything flows well.
0: Yeah, it is so true. It's an interesting dynamic when you watch it. Quite often the conferees are there because they have more either knowledge or expertise than anybody else in the room, and yet they are the most uncertain people in the room in that moment because it's so new to them to be up there testifying.
1: It's a difficult situation for them, and I I feel for them. I I had the opportunity to testify before a a joint House and Senate committee before I was ever elected, and it was a very intimidating (laughs) process, let me tell you. It was in the old Supreme Court room, and Wow <laughs> yeah
0: uh, if you've ever uh, I've done this a few times thankfully not too many most of the times over the years when I've given testimony it's pretty hospitable but uh, boy those few times somebody on the committee is not with you and eager to 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 air those differences in the committee hearing it can be it, it can give you sweaty armpits it,
1: <laughs> true that, that's one of the the jobs of the committee chairman and that's to keep that keep everybody focused and not to where it becomes confrontational because uh, you accomplish nothing when it becomes that way.
2: Yeah, very much so. So, Rich, you've had a long, varied, and very distinguished career, but what do you think people would be most surprised to know as part of your job as a committee chair?
1: Well, as committee chair, I really, you know, I enjoy that and and I work with my committee, but what I, I do as far as just being in the legislature, that uh, probably people would be the most surprised about would be the fact that I, uh, I very much look forward to chairing the house itself. Uh, it's a very intimidating uh, process. Uh, you sit above everybody. Uh, everybody is looking to see if you're going to mess up.
0: <laughs> uh- <laughs> And when you say above everybody, it's both figurative and literally. Yes, literally, You're because, up there on you, because
1: that. you sit up so high. Yeah. And, it, you know, <laughs> it's such an honor to be able to do that. And I, I look forward to it, but the pressure is on to do a good job <laughs> and uh, and do a fair job.
0: And I have to share with our listeners, and you can comment on this too, but so we have a House and a Senate, right? And the. Yes. The, uh, the culture and the camaraderie of the two chambers is very different. The Senate is very staid and, and yeah. sedate. But your comment that when you fill that role, your colleagues are just sitting around waiting for you to mess up. <laughs> yes,
1: they are. And I, true. I w- If I could, I would like to relate a little story. I was chairing the house, and it got really loud, and I gaveled them down. Not only once, but a second time. And the second time, I said, "If if you can't be quiet, just go out in in the foyer and have your conversations." But people are trying to get work done here. Then I look over it and I discover it's the majority leader and his staff, and the chair and the uh, speaker <laughs> oh, and his staff
0: <laughs> that are doing all the talking. They're
1: doing all the talking. <laughs> they did quiet down. The majority leader did come up and apologize. The, the speaker never did.
0: <laughs> So basically, I mean, your bosses are your constituents, but in terms of a hierarchy, these are these are the most senior people in the entire chamber that they, you just barked at. Uh. I
1: just barked at. They are. However, whoever is in the chair is the boss. That yes, day.
0: that's true. Yes. That's true. It does make me laugh, though, your comment that your colleagues are just waiting for you to screw up.
1: Because oh, they, it's they true. are.
0: <laughs> well, let's switch gears to something more specific. Uh, to infrastructure that our members are at least a lot of them are incredibly invested in and that of course is the new Ike transportation program Um, I guess we really can't call it new at this point we're almost 20 percent of the way through it so Ike has been uh, I'll tell you this Rich just on behalf of our industry uh, what a thunderous success I mean it's projects are Well, everything about it has been a huge win, and it keeps getting stronger because, as you know, you've been a part of it. Uh, The amount of money that's getting swept out of the transportation plan is growing less and less and less each year, which is amazing and freeing up funds to do more great things, which leads me to my question. This past year... I think we had roughly 63 million that still got transferred out of the program, give or take. Do you think in this coming year that we'll finally actually be able to close the bank of KDOT and keep all the money that was originally appropriated for transportation in transportation?
1: Quite honestly, I do. Uh, revenues remain strong; uh, they've been coming in above estimates uh, in each month. And so, yes, I do. Uh, You know, it is important for the infrastructure here in Kansas that we do that. And by that, it means highways and bridges. But not only that, we're we're talking about airports, railroads, you know, trails, uh, public transportation, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, But transportation is a huge uh, factor in the in the state economy. And when we're, we're doing projects out here, whether it's in railroads or it's in an airport or it's on a highway and bridges, we're, we're creating a lot of good jobs. And that every time those jobs get paid, they spend that money and it turns over and it over turns over. And it is so important to our economy.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, you know, we celebrated this year that the sweep was only... 63 million dollars as well. We should have because historically that's a a modest number comparatively speaking, but all the same think of what 63 million additional dollars can do and I think it's important for people to remember We aren't adding 63 million dollars in state spending. We're not adding 63 million dollars to excuse me government's debt burden all we're doing is stopping the 63 million that was intended for transportation all along from being diverted away from it
1: that is so right and the bank needs to be closed it's it's past time and this is the year to do it
0: yeah well glory hallelujah and amen and all other <laughs> such affirmations to that
2: <laughs> that's great news on the bank of k dot rich we Also, always appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about infrastructure and what can ACEC members do to ensure we keep funding infrastructure and all infrastructure at an appropriate level?
1: Well, Sean, you and I go back a ways. We've known each other for several years, uh, and you never hesitate to contact me or your representative uh, in your particular area, and I think that is so important. Get to know your your state representative. Get to know your senator. Uh, don't stop there. Contact the uh, the administration. It is important to build those relationships because more gets done by relationships than by much of anything else.
2: It's great advice.
1: Um,
0: how yeah, to offer yet another glory, hallelujah, and amen to that.
1: <laughs> and then, how do you go ahead and get involved? I think you ask in that. Uh, uh, beyond that but become involved in the committee process if there's a bill that you're you have some expertise on or that you have uh, a a lot of interest in uh, come and be a conferee it's important the other thing is uh, you know what's what's needed out here if there's a a bill that needs to be uh, drafted Get a hold of your, your legislator. Have that bill drafted, and let's, let's get to work on it. You know, it usually takes uh, on the state level about two years to get something done from the time it's an idea till when it becomes a, 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 a factor, but uh, don't hesitate to get involved in that. And as you know, you can always call me. Appreciate that
2: advice.
0: <clears throat> it is excellent advice. And we, as Sean knows, we spend a lot of time ACEC as an organization, particularly through our Emerging Leaders Program, trying to get more and more people to take that advice to heart. You know, we recognize that it's going to be very, very few, if any, people that actually have or choose to commit the time to run for statewide office but you don't have to run to be influential, just build a relationship. And, um, we're getting close to the end of our time here, so I don't want to get too deep into this, but if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit too. We try and coach people that visiting with your legislators during session is, you know, typically a, you're lucky to get them at all and it will probably be a very short brief tactical conversation and we try and coach people that the real value for your time is to sit down with your legislator when they're not in session and they've got time to have a more robust conversation with you and it's not just lobbying them on one issue but having that hey you know representative prale here's all the things I do or I have expertise, how can I help you? Would you mind sharing any comments you have about that dynamic between calling in session versus out?
1: You know, it's really important to uh, start building your relationship when we're out of session because during session it's pretty hectic. Uh, although, don't hesitate to call during session. I, I I want the calls. Call my office, call my cell phone, and I give my cell phone out to everybody and they can, uh, if I, if I can't answer at that point in time, leave me a message. I'll call you back. It might be nine o'clock that night, but I will call you back. Uh, but during the off session, you know, it's, it's so important that you get out and, and come see me, uh, or call me and say, Hey Rich, I want you to come look at my business and see what, what I've got going on. And, uh, again, it makes it so much better. You've, you've had a chance to, to visit with them. You know who they are. Uh, I'm going to use Sean, for example, he can call me uh, in during session and Hey, I, I, I see the face. I know him, I know who he is. And that's and so important. Uh, but again, it's about building relationships. Yeah.
0: Amen. Well, appreciate that. It's, it's a message we really try and encourage and nurture amongst our membership. Well, we've already taken up all the time we told you we would and then some uh so let me close with what we like to do uh it's get to know more about the individual as opposed to the role the individual fills uh let me give you a a lightning round of questions tell me your your favorite or top three favorites or whatever in the following categories and this first one's my favorite because you and I have a lot in common in this uh, in this area. But three favorite music artists.
1: Oh, I'd have to start out with Garth Brooks. Okay. My second would be the Beach Boys, and that's kind of and I, mm-hmm. I know that. And then Charlie Pride.
0: Oh, Charlie, Charlie Pride. Pride. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is awesome.
1: He he was an awesome entertainer.
0: He was. Uh you know, we just lost him just a few months ago. Yes, uh, we did. Yeah.
1: I got to see him in Kansas City one time.
0: No kidding. Yes. That is awesome. Uh did you know if I've got my facts right here? I want to say Charlie Pride has the fourth or fifth most number one hits of anybody in country music history. Yeah, he was uh wow. Yeah.
1: Quite a quite an entertainer
0: no doubt well i'm a, a little chagrined uh, all the years you and i have spent talking music that i didn't know that
1: uh, i thought you were going to say that i didn't name you as, oh, uh, yeah. as one of my three you are very good, and I do enjoy your music oh, very you're, much.
0: You're very kind, but I will say the uh, ACEC members are a savvy audience. They would have smelled a rat if you <laughs> enlisted listed Scott Heidner as one of your favorite three artists. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to offline. We'll pick up the Charlie Pride conversation. Uh, how about this? Three favorite movies or favorite movie or two. Oh,
1: I like uh, Top Gun very well. Um, Black Hawk Down was uh, is a different type of movie, but uh, I, I did enjoy it, and I got to admit I like all the Clint Eastwood's movies.
0: That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just <coughs> quite a guy, and he's got a new one coming out this month, and I want to see it.
0: Uh, yeah, I can't. I've seen the previous four, but the name escapes me now. Yeah, it does. Me too. Uh, we looked it up the other day, and I think he is ninety. Something something like that. And still directing still and directing acting? Still directing and acting. It's pretty impressive. Uh, did you know that, allegedly, the second Top Gun movie is within a year of being released? There's a sequel. No, I didn't know a that. Sequel. Yeah. Good. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's a fantastic list. All right, moving right along. Uh, books.
1: I have all of Lewis L'Amour's books. Uh, I, I like Lewis L'Amour. Uh, they're well written. Uh, I like historical fiction.
0: Mm-hmm very good uh you a zane gray guy are you I'm just not, me- no, i'm
1: not real big on zane gray
0: yeah those are the two names that seem mm-hmm. to yeah have the most legs in there uh, all right last one for you so as a legislator i know you have less free time even than the average bear but if and when heaven forbid you've got some what hobbies would we find you engaged in
1: well, I really enjoy watching my grandkids in, in all the sports. There's football, basketball, volleyball, track, golf. They, they do them all, and, and I enjoy that. I, I really do. Uh, I used to hunt a lot. I don't do that anymore. Uh, I fish a little bit. And if I might, and an old guy reminiscing back to when I was young, uh, I rode bulls and bareback horses, and I uh, was a rodeo clown and bullfighter, and... and I still wish I could do it, but I know my, I can't do that any longer.
0: That's unbelievable. How many people, how many of your colleagues in the house do you think know that you used to do that?
1: A lot, because uh, Representative Landwehr knew it, and she went to a store and bought red noses for everybody in the house. <laughs> and one day when I was chairing the house, I look up, and there is everybody sitting with a red nose on <laughs>
0: Well, I guess the secret was out there. The then. secret yeah. was out. That's funny. Speaking of representative land, we uh, always has a special place in my heart. You and I share a love of country music. She and I share a love of good cigars. Good cigars. Yeah. Yes, you do. Well, that is awesome. And what a load of fun this has been to, to get down to visit with you today. And Sean, thanks so much for joining us as as co-host today as well. Uh, This has just been a blast and appreciate your leadership and your public service, obviously. And my last comment for the, the listeners out here is that truly one of the best things you can hope for from a legislator and a committee chair is simply to be accessible. And that's something that you've always made yourself very available to us when we need to visit about issues. And we appreciate the way you run your committee and and make yourself available to constituents as a legislator so appreciate all you do and appreciate you making time to be with us today
1: it's been my pleasure i've, I've enjoyed every bit of it scott and uh, sean thank you both very much for allowing me to be here today
0: very good well listeners thank you for tuning in for this episode of the qbs express podcast series we will see you next time